Welcome to the Healing Courageously Podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Welcome, and thanks for joining us on this episode of Healing Courageously. Look what I found. Again, hey. ag- again, in the middle of the street, on an island. That's why I found you 18, 20, 20, 38 years ago. Well, I found you to rescue you, remember? <laughs> I didn't oh, do a very good job of that either. <laughs> well, actually, I, I think you did. I mean, well, it was I, a lot of work. Let's I put think, it that way. I think we both got trophies. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. yeah okay. We're doing good. We're, we're doing good. All right. Um, like I promised, here's Kathy with me again, my, my wife. And, and like I said, she's going to be joining me more often on um, on these podcasts as we start diving into relationship issues. Uh, like I said, Kathy and I have been married 38 years. And we, we have a lot, of, a, a lot of experience, a lot of life experience, both good and bad. And over the past... 10 years we've worked with a lot of couples and we found out that those experiences that we have had when we share them with others others are going through the same thing yeah i think what it comes down to is what we talk about in recovery is that we can't transmit something we don't have right not that we have everything not that we know everything um, but our experiences definitely have um, made us stronger individually as well as a couple yeah and i think it's those experiences that we share with others that is what god has put us on this earth for um i know for me when we first got into this journey um, and we first started going to church it was all about purpose okay god what is my purpose what am i supposed to be doing and it never fails i would get a text or a message through messenger hey can we meet for coffee from a woman that needed help and i'm like Okay, God, that's kind of funny, but that's not what I'm here for. I know that. Next one that came through, I'm like, okay. And then I think about the third one, I'm like, okay, God, I get it. You want me here to help women. And so that started for me about 10 years ago as well. And um, it has been a journey. And it has been, it's interesting that I find that the more we help others, the more we're helping ourselves in that process. Um, it's, there's nothing better than listening to yourself speak to somebody else when you should be speaking to you. And you hear you speaking to you in that process. Does that make sense? Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. I do, I'm like, oh, this is just as much for me as it is for somebody exactly. else. Exactly. Or for you, whoever it is I'm talking to. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's been a great experience. You know, you jumped ahead. I mean, 10 years ago, but none of this, I don't think, would have been possible. Not, no, I know it wouldn't no. have been possible 16 years ago. I wouldn't have jumped into recovery. Um, and I'm I, a follower, we, so I would have never jumped into recovery. No, she never would have. Matter of fact, we had a hard time getting, getting in, me there. Get, to begin with, there yeah. You know, but yeah. I, honestly, we we wouldn't be married if, if yeah. we weren't in recovery. If that recovery journey wouldn't have started, I could tell you that right now. So, you know, and, and a lot of times, you know, we deal with people and couples and single and whatever it is. And, and what we're going to talk about today is, is couples in recovery. Being mm-hmm. we've been talking about a little bit, we might as well yeah. just go Jump there, into. right? Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, well, what's a bottom? Well, people have high bottoms. 
people have low bottoms, have, people have emotional bottoms, right? You know, um, from from mine, some of the low bottoms is they get finally get one too many DUIs and maybe have to spend a year or two in jail and they're about ready to lose their families and everything else. So um, that's, that's kind of a low bottom um, or they end up in the hospital because they have one too many drinks and their liver's about ready to go out and if they don't quit drinking, they're gonna die. For yeah. me, I had a, I, I was a functional, functioning, high functioning alcoholic. With an attitude sometimes. Oh yeah, I had an attitude. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Yeah. Had a big company, 80 employees. I was all this and a bag of tricks and all that, whatever that stuff was. And, um, but my bottom was an affair in 2004 after 21 years of marriage. And I, I, I want you to hear this, and I want you to hear this really loud and clear and understand this, is that the affair wasn't because Kathy was unfaithful or because Kathy was doing anything wrong. The affair was because Kathy was doing everything right. Mm -hmm. The only thing Kathy was guilty of was loving me unconditionally. I mean, without question. Even as much of a bonehead as I was and the way I treated her, she loved me unconditionally. And because of the way I had been conditioned in my life, there ain't nobody can love me this way. Yeah. This is all a, a, a facade. I know she's going to leave me. I was successful in the construction industry. She was successful in the real estate industry. And even without any evidence, she was going to leave me with one of her rich real estate tycoon customers that she had. Right? Yeah, see, <laughs> and she knows it better than I do. And it, it, the good thing is, is that it's reversed. We, we, neither one of us, I don't think she's going to leave me anymore, but... But that's what got me emotionally. Um, and right after, I think by the grace of God, she came back in my life. Um, but we were seeing a therapist for about a year, Deborah Mines. I don't mind giving her. She was a f absolutely she was phenomenal. She's still, great. She's still good. Yeah. She's really, really good. And she saved my life in many ways. But um, Kathy didn't tell me I had to go. You see, a, a lot of problems. Nor would I have told you because all that would have created was. Right confrontation and that was right. where my need for recovery was really high right yeah exactly your codependency my codependency right. was out of there yeah and that's where you know you we can never force somebody to get help yeah. if they don't want it it don't matter what you do they're not going to get it all, all we're going to do when we if she would have pushed me into getting recovery she never once said randy she did once and she i left but Mm. And it called me an alcoholic. But um, all that does is push your spouse, your son, your daughter. It's just pushing them farther away from you is what it's doing. Right. I mean, there comes a time for an intervention, and I have no problem with that at all. But I wanted it. Kathy didn't tell me. I, never, I didn't have a nudge from the judge. I was successful. So I, I checked myself in. I went to Betty Ford, and that, that's where... Um, I check myself in, but it, it, we, we have to get to the place, as, as one person said, of desperation, mm -hmm. right? It's that's a self, good. it's a self-realization, yeah, right? That great. you got a problem, Randy, and if you don't fix it, you're going to lose everything you got. Now, a lot of people don't really care 
Right. Nah, man, and that's just some, you know, I'm not going to lose everything. Don't they know how important I am? And, and if I lose my family, I can always start another one. I, I mean, this is the truth. It's, I mean, it's the mindset of what the disease does to you is what it, it comes oh, down to. It's, it's the like, mindset of the disease. It's not who that person truly is or what they truly believe. It's the mindset of the disease that is talking to them in that manner. And, and, I, and I think... Um, you know, Kathy, I remember one time, the one thing our therapist told us is that, Randy, when Kathy wants to talk about the affair, you need to let her talk about it. Yeah. And your only answer is, man, you have a right. To, I understand why you feel that way. You have a right to feel that way. And just know I'm working on myself so that I don't hurt you again. Right. I never said I was sorry. I just had, because they don't want to hear I'm sorry. No. Right? Whether it's a male or female. They don't want to hear sorry because no. sorries mean nothing to us, right? She asked me one time. Why did I do it, Randy? Why did I do it? You know, and it was a tough question because I was still early in my recovery. And I'll tell you this as a precursor to it, that the, the, the reason I just gave you a couple of minutes ago was the real reason I had the affair. But drugs and alcohol was her was the excuse I gave her. Right. If it wasn't for the drugs and alcohol, I never would have done that. And th- that is in part very true. I, I never would have done it. So there's a lot, couples in recovery, there's a lot of challenges. Yeah. There, there's, there's, there's a lot of challenges um, that our spouses have to go through. I, I'll say this, and Kathy's seen it too, that if your spouse isn't fully on board, mm. maybe they got one foot in and one foot out, and they're just hoping that, that, that the change is going to take place, the chances of the the... the, the, the Survival of the marriage is, is it's, sli- it slims down definitely. It's there. not that it won't; it just may not ever be right. healthy. Right. I think it's, people will stay in a relationship, but how healthy is the relationship? And I think that's the key to that. That's that's the key to it. Sometimes, they, I mean, I've sometimes seen, it doesn't work. No, and all. I've seen people walk into the, the recovery centers with divorce papers and hand them to the. Yeah. It's like wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess you know. Well, I'm getting. Re- I'm getting. I'm in recovery. What's wrong with you? And that's what I hear a lot too, Kathy and I both hear a whole lot of is that, you know, well, you know, I haven't drank for a year and I'm doing everything right. I'm going to meetings and my wife is still, you know, mad at me and this and that. And that, 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 that. Okay. How's your behavior? Oh. We have to remember one thing that there's a difference between sobriety and recovery. Right. That's Sobri- a whole other topic. That's, that's a whole other topic. We, <laughs> we talk recovery, not sobriety. Right. If you, don't, if you want to be sober, just don't pick up, use a drink. Right. Or get rid of your control issues or a whole lot right. of other things. There's so, a lot to that. Um, so I was fortunate enough that with Kathy, I told her, well, why don't I do this? you got to quit drinking, too. Well, she, so she did. She did. Uh, I, was, I was, she was an enabler, and she wanted, I mean, she loved me enough. She saw what was inside of me. So she did, she did quit drinking. She didn't have a problem like I did. She could... She actually was a real alcohol abusive person because she would put drink half a beer and then walk away from it. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, and they say in Alcoholics Anonymous that under every alcoholic, now, look, I, I know I'm talking alcohol. Some of you go, I'm not an alcoholic or I don't want a drug it addict. Could be anything. Or I'm not, you, you could be a workaholic, you could be a, um, uh, a, a gambling a gambling guy you could be spending too much money it doesn't matter relationships relationships I mean you could be a sex addict 
There's so many isms out there. Yeah. And that's what we have to get to the root of is, it's like the big book says, liquor's but a symptom. We must get to the, uh, we must get to the underlying causes and conditions. Right. And liquor can be replaced with a hundred different words. Yeah. So here Kathy was coming to meetings with me. She chose to come to meetings with me. Well, let me, me. can I yeah, jump go in ahead, there yeah, and backtrack back a little yeah, bit? Yeah, um, so while Randy was in treatment, my daughter and I did the Betty Ford Family yeah. Program. And um, honestly, I'm going to just be totally transparent here. I didn't think Randy was an alcoholic. Yeah, he drank a lot, um, but so did I. Um, but my thought process was is an alcoholic is a person who's lost everything, who's on the street, living on the railroad tracks, under a bridge. That was just my my mindset. Now, mind you, I believe I've grown up in an alcoholic home, although it was very functioning. Um, there was never yelling. There was never anger. None of that took place in my home. It was just a lot of drinking. So I grew up in that normal environment. So when you first started on your journey, I did the Patty, the Betty Ford Family Program. However... I went through the, I think it was a one-week yes, one one week process, process, came out of there with some knowledge, but still not fully understanding the whole process of what our life was going to look like. Um, and then as Randy started going to meetings, he would go to, I think he would go to like 10 meetings a week, so yeah, I was 10 doing to 12 meetings yeah, a week, yeah. something like that. He'd go every morning to a 6 a.m. meeting. Um, there was Friday nights at the Betty Ford Center. There Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights um, at the oh, at alumni, alumni meeting. meetings. Oh, my gosh. Sunday morning meetings. I mean, we were going, or he was going quite a bit, and then I started joining him on the meetings. And on the meetings that you could go That to. I could yeah. go to you, because not all of them are open. But in my process um, of not understanding, I started listening and hearing. Um, and so a lot of it started making a little bit more sense, but each time I would go, I started identifying with things. But I still wasn't on board with the whole recovery thing. I didn't know what that was going to look like. And I'll tell you, you see every different face, personality. It's it's amazing mm-hmm. program, and it does uh, addiction doesn't skimp on anybody. Everybody is is got the potential, um, and every walk of life you will see in those meetings. So, I think it's important to understand that it it doesn't discriminate. The disease does not discriminate. So my whole thing was. I was just going to sit back and watch. I wasn't, uh, didn't think that I had any issue. Randy was like, you need to go to Al-Anon. And I was like a 12-year-old little girl with my feet planted in the ground. And I'm like, no, I don't. So it took me a couple years. But I think what it, what shifted for me of, um, of maybe I'll go, I'll try it, that type of thing, was seeing Randy's action. That was the yeah. biggest key for me because like anything else, we can say we're sorry over and over and over again, but if there's no contrary action to the behavior, then you don't believe the sorry anymore. And not that Randy said sorry, sorry, sorry. It's just it was so repetitive in our cycle in our life that how could it be any different? Again, I grew up in a home where drinking took place. Our home, we as a married couple drank, drank together. Sometimes he'd drink by himself. Um but it just is one of those things where it was such a normal cycle of, of life that I really didn't think that anything would be different. But once I started seeing Randy really changing and getting healthy, I thought, oh, crud, I better jump on board with you. Um, so, But it did take a lot of patience on my part. And I, the, the, the important part, I think, that I want to pass along to anybody who is 
um, whether they're married to somebody in a program, and it doesn't have to be alcohol, it doesn't have to be drugs, it can be any program whatsoever, um, whether it's a family member, a spouse, a brother, sister, cousin, niece, nephew, it doesn't matter at all, is the patience it takes from the other party or from the family member, from the spouse. Um, because we would be driving down the road and having a conversation and all of a sudden his phone would ring and he'd pick up the phone and he'd have to talk. So I'd have to like pause my conversation for him. But that was the action that had to take place but in his why life. why was my phone ringing? Well, your phone was ringing because somebody was calling that they needed help. And in turn, Randy was able to walk him off the edge, talk him off the edge. Not walk them off the edge, I guess. Talk them off the edge. <laughs> I don't want to walk. And in the meantime, Randy was getting the benefit of that as well. Right. So, you know, recovery takes patience because you're going to have interruptions from other people in the program that are that are needing help. I do. I, it happens to me. In fact, it just dawned on me that somebody reached out to me while we were at lunch that I need to reach out to. So it's one of those situations where um, we have to be patient as the spouse or family member um, when we have somebody in a program like that, and it does not matter what the program is, there's going to be interruptions of life, but that interruption of life, you just never know who it's saving. It could be saving the person calling, or it could be saving the person receiving that call because that person needed to hear that. That person needed to be able to communicate. And I said earlier, a lot of times I'll speak out things that I need to hear from myself, right. and I think that you get that benefit time, of that yeah. all the time, right. too. So once I saw the change taking place, even though I had to learn the patience and I would get frustrated, but I, I was beginning to voice my frustration just so he knew that that really bothers me so that he could be more attentive. I shouldn't say more attentive. He could set aside that time to finish that conversation because a lot of times at the beginning our conversations never finished. Um, but now we're learning, or we have learned, that to come back to those conversations and not just ignore right. the fact that, you know, a phone call came, interruption, squirrel, we're gone. You know, we're at, uh, on to something else. Actually, actually, right now you're getting more calls than I am. I am getting yeah. more calls. I'm meeting with more oh, women right yeah, now. Exactly. So, um, But, yeah, I think it's definitely something where it took me a little longer to get on board because I just didn't understand completely, didn't know what our life would transform into. Um but I am so blessed, and I say it a lot, I am so grateful he's an alcoholic because our life wouldn't be where it is today had we not had that struggle, had we not gone through that. And again, I do believe it's all part of God's plan and purpose in our lives that he's placed you know, us exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I talked earlier, like, the more you push your loved one to get into recovery or get help for themselves, all we're doing is pushing them away. Yeah. And Kath, I mean, Kathy used to get pissed at me. Mm-hmm. Now, my mentors would say, Randy... Let her find her own way. My therapist said this, and this actually was the best thing that was told to me. Mm. How long did it take you to get in a recovery, yeah. Randy? My God, be patient. Let her find her way, right? And I can remember distinctly when she finally had enough. And I don't, I don't know what was going on when she was getting out of the shower. We were talking because I wasn't saying nothing to her anymore. I just, you know, and she broke down. And I says, "Okay, are you asking me for my help? Because mm, I am not I supposed that. to interject anymore." And she goes, yes, I am asking for your help. I says, okay. My suggestion is Monday morning, 6 o'clock, you get over to Fellowship Hall, you meet with, you know all the ladies over there because they know who you are, and you start doing codependence anonymous with yeah. them. And she did. I did, but I'll, I'm just going to share what my what my fear was at the time. Um, as a codependent, as a woman, as a wife, as a mom, um, it is ingrained in us to take care of everybody. So I was 
I was juggling it all. I thought I was doing, as the enabling took place, to me that was taking care of him in my crazy mindset. But honestly, there was a lot of fear in that mm -hmm. because I had to walk in and say, I can't do this. I need help. Um, what do I do? And then I had to find a sponsor. <laughs> oh, Lordy. I remember reaching out to my first sponsor and saying, and with tears coming down my eyes, will you sponsor me? You know, and that was like the biggest, that was like super heavy for me. And, but I tell you that once I allowed myself that vulnerability, that transparency, um, it's not always easy, but each time I do something like that, it becomes easier. Um, I find myself now through my journey that, you know, I can talk hard, nice, hard, you know. Um, you speak the truth of love. Yeah, I do. And I, I, but, and I feel comfortable doing it now where before I was like, oh God, if I say this, they're going to be upset. And, but you know what, that's what, that's what doing what I do allows me to do is to speak from a place of love, knowing that my experience is helping somebody else. And that's what this couples in recovery really does is we each have our own journey, but we have our journey together as well. And um, I think that's just been a beautiful part of, right. of what we do today is having that opportunity to individually help ourselves, individually help others, and then we get to do it together. And it helps our relationship so much more. Yeah. Because no, we have to act out <laughs> what we're telling others yeah. to each other. <laughs> we, we, we believe strongly, and we, you know, we are human. Yeah. If you're not walking the talk, then just don't talk, okay? Because that's like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You know, you're double-minded at that point, and we're not that way. Like, so we're not perfect. I mean, no. You know, we're humans. There's we're times we probably have been double-minded, and it, it'll come up every now yeah. and then. But you know what? We have we recognize it. I think that's yeah. the, the key to this is the journey allows us to recognize when we're in a place of old behavior. Yeah. And right. quickly correct it. <laughs> Absolutely. I think God God tells us without a shot of yeah. doubt. The the conviction comes over. It's just like, oh yeah. man. But, you know, and then Kathy says something, you know, like, there's ingrained in women to take care of, mm -hmm. right, to be caregivers. And, and, and that's, she still is. She still is, and she still takes care of me. What we look at well, as we go through recovery is what's your motive, motive. right? Yeah. Why are you doing this, mm -hmm. okay? Well, it was, I was raised, and I was supposed to do this. Well, how, what's it doing to you by allowing this behavior to happen right. and still going in there and doing everything for this person, yeah. right? I mean, it's, it's like Ephesians 5.25. I, I preach this all the time to men and to couples. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and Christ died for the church, okay? That's a very specific instruction for men, Right? You have to love your wife just as much as Christ loved the church, yeah. and he died. So I have to die. We as men have to die constantly to ourselves for our wife. Now, there's a, I, I don't have time to go into that, but it, it's not like you know everything that you want to do. She says, no, you can't do you no. know, That's not what, it, what I'm saying. It's like a, a simple example would be I do a lot of fishing and hunting, right? So I got this trip planned out. It might be my seventh, say it's my eighth trip, fishing trip of the season, right? And, I, and the guys want me to go. And, and Kathy goes, well, you know, that was a weekend that I planned a trip that you and I are going to go away. And I really want to spend a weekend with you. Can, can you just think of, man, you've gone so fishing so many times. Can you go a different time? Yeah. Am I going to say no? 
am I gonna am I gonna go with self will or am I gonna die to myself at that moment? He says, you know what, you're absolutely right, Kathy. I spent I'd love to spend that weekend with you, and, and, and just get away and the two of us have a nice romantic intimate weekend. Yeah, okay? and I'm just that's gonna, dying to self. Yeah, I just want to add on that too is when, for me, I'm gonna speak for myself, when Randy is in that Ephesians scripture and when he's acting out that Ephesians scripture. I want to do more for him mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. So it's, you know, what we work on is putting each other first. And that is a perfect example of putting each other first. Because if he's putting me first, I'm going to put him first and vice versa. I've recently retired and I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Some of you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I am enjoying cleaning my house. Who's benefiting from that? We both are. I am enjoying cooking dinners and getting creative and baking and making desserts and doing things that I haven't been able to do. But a lot of that is, I can say, is because of the journey of recovery. And yes, it's nice to be able to retire and have the time to do that. But I don't think I would have been as equipped for my retirement had I not no. been on my journey of recovery and no. had we not been on our journey. Right. Now we have to live together and spend all day long together. And it is a little bit of an adjustment. Curve. I mean, yeah. at first, you know, I was I was at home all day long. Either, either Juanita was cleaning the house or once every other week. So basically, I was cleaning the house every day yeah. and mostly cooking dinners. You cook some dinner. You're yeah. a great cook, by the way. Thank you. Right? So, you know, so then she all of a sudden, she's home. And she starts pushing her weight around. The control issues came in. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out, woman. <laughs> Time out. You know, there's a different pattern here at home. So we got to work this thing out It was together. an adjustment, it definitely. Was. Yeah. I mean, not only for her, it was an adjustment for me. But yeah. It's like. But recovery taught us how to get through right, that. Exactly. That was the whole, that's my whole point in this right. is that even in those recent struggles, thank God we had recovery because we were able to operate in that. Right. And get through it right. rather quickly versus trying to strangle each other. You know, as she said that when I act out Ephesians five twenty five, it, it, it does. She does. I can see it. She wants to love me more, right? So, for, so women, right? Question for you, right? And 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 for men, I want you to think about this, right? Because you have your instruction Ephesians five twenty five. Mm-hmm. I think it's Ephesians five twenty two. It says, "Wives." Submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. All right. So if you're not if you're not loving your wife as Christ loved the church and dying to self, do you really expect your wife to submit to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I want you to understand something too. Submit doesn't mean that she's under your thumb doing everything that you said she has to do. Right. The submission is we're both under submission. Under God's authority, both of us. Mm-hmm. She's no higher than me. I'm no higher than her. She's no lower than me. And I'm we're no lower right than her. Right next to each we're other. We're right next to each other, and we're walking God's path. Yeah. And we're doing it together, right? Yes, I am the spiritual head of the house, mm-hmm. right? I, I will say this, and I heard this. God, where did I just hear this? But this is what I've always said. Well, there's a couple of things. Behind every good man, there's a really strong woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to say that kind of loosely, right? But now in the spiritual realm, right, most of the wives of pastors that I know, right, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Pastor Nate, Pastor Paul are, are, are an example of it, and you and I. Our wives, Pastor Paula, Pastor Kathy, our wives are the stronger of the two of us when it comes to spirituality. 
they're the ones that hold this house together. I, 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 I don't know if it makes sense, but it's like spiritually, there's something about women that just really are, are Proverbs. They're living out Proverbs 31. Yeah. Is all I can say. Yeah. Right. And, and it, like. I think it's that nurturing. Um, God has made women nurturers, and as a result of that, He's also given us that gift to. Um, to be spirit, our spirit is within us. Is it's coming alive? It's, it comes alive, yeah. When you're in a healthy, happy home, um, a spiritual home, I think is when that really comes out. Because yeah, it wasn't it, always that way. I can no, honestly tell no, you, it wasn't it, always that way. No, it wasn't. But again, just talking about this right now is, is really making sense. If I'm living, if I'm living out Ephesians five twenty five, mm-hmm. you're wanting to live out right because. Now you want to help. Now you want to I I say, to please part- me. I want you to. You want to partner with yeah. me. Now you're living out and diving into the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah, right? exactly. So um, so anyways, I mean, it's, it's all because of recovery. And, yeah. You know, if you, please don't be afraid of recovery. Don't be afraid of the word, word, word recovery. recovery. It, it can change your life. It, it's not easy. I mean, look, at, I had to dive into all the sexual, physical, emotional, spiritual abuse that I had gone through as a child. Right. I had to, you know... I never hit it. No, Kathy's the first no. person I ever told, but it, it it affects your life. It affects the victim's life in ways that they're not prepared for. Right, and it carries over into the relationship, and it's going to affect your spouse. Yeah, it's like alcoholism or addiction is a family program, a family uh, issue. Abuse is a family issue right. too. It, it, it all has to be healed. So. You know, don't don't be afraid. No, don't. It's okay to be afraid. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. But hook up, connect with somebody who has walked before you, somebody that can journey with you in the process. Um, it you are definitely do not do it alone. You can't do it alone. No. That's that's the beauty of this. So, you know, if you're in a situation where whether it be you, a family member, or maybe just you and not a family member, and you need to get on a journey similar to what mine was. Um, because there's somebody in your family that you struggle in relationship with, that recovery is for you too. It doesn't take right. having to have an alcoholic husband or an alcoholic wife or mm-hmm. alcoholic fan, you know, to do that. You, they don't have to start. You can start if you feel that there are some areas of your life that you want to heal and work through. Because that's what recovery really is. It's healing those areas of your life that there has been trauma to. There has been pain. There has been uh, relationships that have been difficult or non-existent. Um, that's really what recovery is. It's recovering self. It's recovering the person that God intended you to be. And that's the journey that we love. Yeah, it, it, you can't do it for your spouse. No. Well, I'll do it if you do it. No, no, no. Because no. what happens is when, when we went down the road, my walk started. She came to the meeting she could come to. But like she said... She saw my feet walking. She yeah. saw my feet the following the action, right? And that's what got her to say, okay, I, I, I don't like the way I am. I need to work on changing myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lead I didn't by... even know that I didn't like the way I was. I right. was just scared of him being so strong and so right. healthy and me still being this meek little mouse in the house. Ah, so, She's not a poet. meek little mouse. I don't, I'm not meek anymore. No, so. you're not. No, Anyways. No, no. So... So anyways, guys, we just wanted to you know start off by sharing a, a little bit of our journey and recovery. There's so much more to our story, yeah. um, you know, but it, it's more about 
if you want to know more about our story, one, you can get my book, Healing the Wounded Child Within, and, and read about it. But it's more about um, how, what are we doing today? What's the solution, right? And this is just part of the solution. This was the, the main part of the solution that got us started. Right. Yeah, we struggled through it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different thing, areas. It's not, you used to hear, you know, my life's never been so good. Well, yeah, your life, my life has never been so good. But what I used to hear was that life has been, never been so good. The reality is, is that life is life. Right. There will my be struggles. Life, yeah, there, there's going to be struggles, and it's going to come at you fast hard and furious okay but your life will be better yeah your relationships will be better definitely okay? so if you guys are if anybody out there is listening um if you're interested in talking to kathy and i on, on some coaching marriage counseling coaching um change your life story now.com is our website you can go there send us a, a message and we on the contact form, you can read about what we do. If you're do, looking about getting marriage, we do pre-marriage counseling. We do a thing called Symbus, which is just mm. absolutely a right to do. It's a lot of fun, 99.9% accurate. Our couples can't even believe how accurate it is. Yeah, so, it's, it's um, a fun journey to go on. Yeah, it's a really fun journey to go on. So we offer uh, counseling for the codependency, co like counseling slash coaching, codependency, drug addiction, marriage counseling, abuse, all, all of the above. So, you know, please feel free to, to reach out to changeyourlifestorynow.com. You can also check out our CourageousHealers.org page. It's our foundation, Courageous Healers Foundation, helping men, women, and their families heal from the scars of sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. um, call the action on that. We are desperate. I don't want to say desperate. That's the wrong word. We, we, we need your help. We want to expand the foundation, but financially we're not there. So if you could just check out the website, click on the Donate and sign up for a monthly donation. $5, $10, $15, <laughs> $15, just... This is a journey we can't do alone. Yeah, um, we, you know, as a nonprofit, there are so many people out there hurting, and yeah. together we can help heal. Right. And so with your help, um, we would love that. Um, if you're unable to donate, we just ask that you prayerfully keep us in prayer, right. um, that the right funding will come along for right. the foundation as well so that we can reach those that are just really in need of healing. In, in, in today's world with sex trafficking, there's so much sexual abuse going yeah. on. It seems like pedophilism is becoming another gender from what I, you know, I heard that today yeah. from somebody. I mean, it's wrong. Yeah. One of four boys, one of three girls are sexually abused before the age of 18. And what it does to their, to their, to their spirit is, is absolutely horrendous. Right. So, um, check that out and prayerfully consider it if you can do it. We really appreciate anything. We are a 501c nonprofit organization. <laughs> also, you can get my books, Healing the Wounded Child Within, on Amazon and Kindle, paperback and Audible. And I'm glad, I'm happy to announce that it is coming out in Spanish. The, um, the translation's been done, it's just in the editor's hand right now to get everything finalized in the book and the book cover. And I'm hoping. I don't know. I, I when, guess, it, when God, when God when, has it in our right, hands, we'll God, let everybody know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking in the next month or two. Before yeah. the first year, it should be. Yeah. The end of the year, it should be God's out. God's It should be out. So, also change, uh, I'm sorry, 30-day uh, devotional to wholeness, which we are finding out from people is just changing people's lives yeah. every day. It's a great couple's uh, devotional to exactly. do together. And that's on Amazon as well. Uh, 
paperback and Kindle, and then the Seven Day Challenge, which is a small workbook. Do you want to give them your phone number in case they want to call you? Yeah, we could do that. All yeah, right. Yeah. So, so if you're looking to reach us, you can call Randy at 760-702-5498. Again, that's 760 760-702-5498. Get his phone ringing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine's ringing. He needs some. He needs his uh, right. to be ringing too. So, hey, guys, reach out. Don't be afraid. We're here to help each and every person. So we hope you enjoyed this um, episode, and we look forward to coming back at our next episode. Yep. We'll, we'll figure out. Oh, oh we've got something I already coming. got something coming up. Yeah, That's we've right. got it coming. going to be a question and answer or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a good one coming up on the next episode, so... Again, thanks for joining us on this episode. Remember that if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. I do. But more importantly, God, God does. does yeah. Be blessed, everybody. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does.